So this morning, uh, I would like to share with you this sermon taken from Luke chapter 23, verse 26. And the title is, Unexpectedly Compelled to Carry the Cross. Now, if we think about the cross, we know that carrying our cross or carrying the cross of Jesus is something that is a quite uh, um, familiar concept with uh, Christianity. Uh, most of the time, we identify the crosses that we have to bear with uh, some problems, trials that we have, a mental illness or a physical illness. And we identify that moment that we go through this difficult time with the cross of Jesus. And we say, we need to carry the cross. However, we need to understand that the cross that Jesus is encouraging us to carry every day has to do with his person, has to do with the message that is given to us through the gospel of Jesus Christ. So this is the major important thing that I would like to underline before I continue in this sermon. That the cross is not a trial in itself. It's the message that Jesus Christ gave us with his death and resurrection. He came to save us through the sacrifice of the cross. Having said that, none of us had the privilege that a man had to carry literally the physical cross of Jesus Christ. And this man was Simon of Cyrene. This man helped Jesus to carry the cross, the physical cross on which Jesus was nailed. So, if we can read in Luke chapter 23, verse 26. And if you don't mind, I want to pray that God will lead us this morning. Father God, as we come before your presence, oh dear God, I really thank you for your example, oh Lord. I really thank you for enduring until the end your mission and die on the cross for ourselves. And God, I pray this morning that as we meditate on the word that you place in my heart to read and share. Oh God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will guide us, not just to be hearers, but doers of your word. This we ask you, Father, in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to lift him up. And with this, with this attitude, oh God, prepare our hearts to receive your word. Amen. Amen. So the word of God says, and they led him away, they sized that one Simon of Cyrene who was coming from the country and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. Now, if we think of the crucifixion, we understand that this was a cruel and brutal punishment reserved for the worst criminals. If we consider how the crucifixion was a established by the Romans, we understand also that it was designed to maximize sufferings and shame for the person that was condemned to die on the cross. The purpose was to ridicule the person and make an example so other people would have been deterred to follow the crime that a condemned person had been condemned for. So Jesus, before he was crucified, he was flagged. He was completely reduced to the exhaustion because uh, through this flagellation process, the soldiers were reducing the strength of the person that was crucified. And they were using this instrument that was consistent with a, a wooden uh, 
handle with stripes made by leather. And at the end of those stripes, there was metal and uh, pieces of glasses attached to those stripes. So when the person was eaten, it will happen that the flesh of the condemned person will be completely open. Wounds of the flesh will be open. So blood was coming out of this. Bones, Mary, were touched by this uh, uh, flagellation. So the person was completely exhausted. So when you think about that, think that a condemned person was submitted to a cruel procedure. And uh, again, maximum humiliation was the purpose of this flagellation and condemnation. After the scourging, Jesus was then mocked by putting on their neck a writing, King of the Jews. And then they put a, a purple cloth on his back. Because as a king, purple was the color of the king. And then, after that, they put a, a crown of thrones on his head. So then, dressing like that, the procession was coming for out of the residence of Pilate towards the place of execution that was a Golgotha. And during this procession, the longest road was taken, so the person was exposed to the public and received humiliation from the people. A lot of people will spit on the condemned person, will curse him, just to reduce at minimum the pride of the person. So it was a terrible moment for a victim of the crucifixion. Jesus' situation, his particular situation, was already amplified because of his emotional distress. If you remember the night before, he had a time with his own disciples. He showed his concern for them. He showed and he announced the death that he could uh, uh, have faced the day after. And more than that, something special happened. When he went to pray in the Gethsemane Garden, he sweat blood. So much was the pressure, the anguish that he was enduring because he knew that soon he would be arrested and endure the death of the cross. The cross that later on Paul, writing to the Philippians, will say that was the most difficult death to face. So Jesus was exhausted. He was not able to finish the road, the Via Dolorosa, as called it today, in Jerusalem. And the Romans, of course, they were enjoying the spectacle for the execution squad. This was a, something that was a very common. The Romans were cruel in their execution because through their cruelty, they were giving an example to the people that were submitted to them. So Jesus was facing all of this. And all of a sudden, we see Jesus exhausted mentally, physically, Unable to carry the cross. In all of this picture, something unique happens. And I want to show to you some of the things that are related to this episode. We may be unexpectedly called to carry the cross. Jesus' crucifixion was interfering with the celebration of the Passover festivity or festival. The Torah called every male that was part of the nation of Jude to be part of the celebration of the major festivals during the Hebrew year. Among them, Passover was the 
was the best holiday because they were celebrating the freedom that God granted to them from the slavery of Egypt. They will remember how God was merciful, delivering them from the death of the firstborn. They will remember how the lamb blood was applied to the doorsteps so they could escape from the angel of death that was going around the encampment to kill the firstborn of the Egyptian. They will remember how God provided food and, and water for them during the movement from Egypt to the promised land. They will remember how God was with them in every situation. So this holiday was lasting eight days of great celebrations. They were looking forward to end the life of Jesus in this court case. So at the end, they could continue to celebrate in freedom. And to avoid all interference with this celebration and say, we must crucify Jesus before the Passover will start. So they were rushing, technically. And that's why they brought Jesus to Pilate to finish the final sentence because even if the condemnation was given by the Jewish religious people at that time, they didn't have the power to condemn a person to death. Only the Romans could do that. So that's why they went to talk with Pilate. So you understand the pressure that it was also on Pilate, on the Romans, to finish all this. And because Jesus was exhausted, something unexpected happened. As the journey to the palace and the, to the place of the execution was taking place, we find a unique scene in the Synoptic Gospels. And I say what they are, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They tell us the story of a man that was uh, compelled to bury the cross of Jesus, to help him. We don't know very much about this man. The Bible says there was a Simon of Cyrene. A majority of the Orthodox Christian scholars define and agree that Simon was coming from Cyrene, a city from the north of Africa, and he came to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover in obedience with the Torah that was obliging, again, the male to celebrate at least once in their lives the Passover in Jerusalem. So try to imagine that this man was coming in Jerusalem. Maybe he had some relatives living in Jerusalem. So this man was traveling almost 900 miles. You can see the map. Uh, Serene actually is in the area of the uh, country of Libya today. So they're traveling all this road to go in Jerusalem, 900 miles more or less. That will take several days, several weeks to complete the journey from Cyrene to Jerusalem. And this man maybe was just coming in the city for the celebration of the Passover, and maybe he was attracted by the confusion, by the crowd, the screaming, and the shouting that were in the Via Dolorosa. And maybe he went to the age of the crowd to see what was going on. And most probably Jesus, because he was exhausted and unable to continue the walk with the heavy burden of the cross on his own shoulder, stopped just before him. At that moment, the Romans will never help the condemned person to bear the cross. So they were looking for somebody that could help the condemned person to bear the cross. And we also understand from this that maybe Simon was a, a young person, strong, 
If the Roman called Simon, maybe because they saw in him the ability to bear the big, heavy burden of uh, the cross. So Simon was compelled to carry the cross. I can only imagine the scene in this moment. Simon went over, bent down, picked up the cross, and began to walk behind Jesus with the cross balanced like a yoke. So part of the body of Jesus was in contact with the cross that was the horizontal piece of wood that will be eventually brought to the vertical part of the cross. And then these two men starting to walk again. I can imagine how this man was in contact with the Son of God in that moment without knowing what was going on and what it was doing. Let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. Sometimes we can be in the same situation where unexpectedly, as we are doing our normal things, something suddenly will happen that will change completely the direction of our day. Of why not of our life. Simon was never indeed to carry the cross of Jesus. How many times maybe we can find in the same situation. When all of a sudden our plans, our dreams can be scattered. Because something unexpected is happening. What will we do in a moment like this? What will be the reaction in those moments? You see my brothers and sisters. Simon was never expected to be part of this condemnation. Simon never expected in his program to celebrate the Passover in this way. You know, sometimes carrying the cross, and this is my second point, carrying the cross can crush our plans and our dreams. Carrying Jesus' cross was a very emotional experience for Simon. Take again a moment and imagine what Simon must have felt when he was forced to carry the cross. What were his emotional reactions? I believe that first of all, Simon felt a sense of embarrassment. He was not a follower of Jesus Christ. He was not one of the disciples. And he's called to carry his cross. Try to imagine among the crowd, there were people that were judging Jesus. They were spitting on him. They were cursing him. And those people, I'm sure they will not make a differentiation between the, condemn, the, the condemned person and the other one that was helping to carry the cross. So he took in somehow the insults of the people, the judgment of the people that were along the way to Golgotha. He took on himself... Something that isn't deserved. Many will look at Simon and perhaps thinking that he was the one who was condemned. That he was part of the followers of Jesus Christ. Not even the disciples of Jesus Christ helped Jesus to carry the cross. Do we realize how heavy was this? Not even the disciples of Jesus helped him to carry the cross. Everyone escaped. Do you remember Peter, the one that said, Jesus, I will die with you. I will never allow something happen to your life. Jesus himself told Peter that he would deny him three times. Maybe from far, Jesus' mom and, and other friends and maybe the other women will follow the condemned Jesus. 
But no one helped Jesus physically in that moment. Only Simon, a stranger. Nothing to do with Jesus. And also I suspect that Simon experienced also extreme frustration with the situation. And probably he was very hungry at the Roman soldier that dared to call him and to carry the cross. Can you imagine how difficult was this? And on top of this emotional distress, there was something else to consider. According to Moses' law, for Simon, carrying Jesus' cross could have ended the Passover celebration. Now remember what I said before, that the body of Jesus was bleeding. Wounds were open in his body. Blood was coming out of his blood, still pouring out blood. And of course, having carrying the, 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 the cross, his blood touched the cross. The cross that Simon was obliged to carry. So he sent his shoulder, most probably, when in contact with the blood of Jesus. And according to the Torah, if a man could have touched the blood, it was already unclean. Unable to celebrate the Passover until the purification ritual was done to him. And this implied the washing of the body, the washing of the clothes. It was a very meticulous ritual that was supposed to clean up the unclean person. Now, try to imagine this. A lot of time planning the trip to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover, finally to make right with God. And now, all of a sudden, all these dreams are scattered, crushed, because it was compelled to carry the cross of Jesus Christ. Here, I see an amazing figure on how we have to depend on Christ, on how our religiosity, our plans, our work cannot fulfill our salvation. You and I may have a lot of plans, but situations sometimes can be such that we have to rely only on Christ and trust Him, and trust Him completely. What He shocks me in this passage of the scripture is uh, the fact that this man completely was changed by that experience. Because you see, meeting Jesus, carrying the cross of Jesus, not only is a, an emotional experience, but also is the realization for Simon that as a, a devout Jew, he cannot accomplish the law all the effort, all the effort that he has done was completely crushed. Carrying Jesus' burden probably stirred many negative emotions within the heart of Simon. And let me ask you and ask myself, how do we feel when we are forced to carry a cross or a burden that was unexpected or still is unexpected how we feel with God how we feel with the people around us how we react when a cross is given to us so we may carry it how do we feel when we need to bear not only the burden of the cross but also the judgment of the people that see us carrying the cross how do you feel when you are judged how do you feel when you are counted among those criminals that deserve the crucifixion? You see, for the Jewish people, 
Jesus was a criminal. He was admitting to be the son of God. He taught many times that he was the son of God. For the Jews, he was a blasphemous person. And blasphemy was a sin, according to the law, that was condemned with the death penalty. For them, he was a criminal, and all the injuries that he had were deserved. But Jesus was accomplishing something greater than transgressing the law. He came to give us a different perspective of God's love for us. And Simon needs to learn that. You see, carrying the cross gives us a new perspective of faith. Carrying the cross of Jesus, it gives us a more insight experience in discovering who Jesus truly is. Simon didn't know Jesus. Most probably didn't have any clue of what happened to him during the court case. But now he's forced to get in contact with Jesus. Now he's forced and compelled to carry his cross. You see, only when we carry the cross, we discover who Jesus is truly. Only when we are close to Jesus and we are willing to carry the cross on our shoulder, we will know truly who Jesus is. I can imagine those few hours that they walked together towards the Golgotha, how Simon was touched by the endurance, by the exhaustion, by the, the sight of that man that was uh, beaten to death. His body completely broken. In the moment, something triggered a reflection in his heart. It is only when we are close with Jesus, it is only when we are willing to carry the cross that we understand what Jesus has done for us. We understand the pain that he suffered for us. We understand the great love that Jesus showed to us, taking the responsibility to pay for the price of all humankind. And among that humankind, you or I are included in this. Simon and the people were blind until the moment to what was really happening that day. The people in Jerusalem failed to see that the Passover, that they were longing to celebrate, was pointing out to the coming of the Messiah. The lamb that was uh, sacrificed and killed during the Passover meal was pointing to Jesus, the Lamb of God. They were missing to see in Jesus what John the Baptist saw a few years earlier. When John the Baptist saw Jesus coming towards the Jordan River, to be baptized. John pointed to Jesus and the crowd. In verse 29, the chapter 1 of the Gospel of John, we read, The next day he saw Jesus coming towards him, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That day on Jerusalem, people failed to recognize that Jesus was the Lamb of God. That Jesus was bearing their sins, that Jesus was the one just dying for the unjust, that was bearing the sin of all humankind. They failed to see that the blood of this lamb, the blood of Jesus, will not just be smeared on the doorstep of their hearts, of their soul, but also would have done something even greater. 
the blood that will cleanse their soul and their spirit, but also will give a hope for eternal life. Jesus is the Lamb of God. And John, the apostle, will say what we know in John 3.16. For God loved the world, so loved the world, that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. While the lamb that was sacrificed and killed during the Passover time was just covering the sins, Jesus, the Lamb of God, would completely change and transform their lives. Would completely assure forgiveness of sins, not only for this earth, but also for the eternity. They failed to see that. But I truly believe that Simon cross-bearing testified the scriptures are being fulfilled. And I'm trying to imagine as Simon was carrying the cross, prophecies from the Old Testament that were familiar to him, prophecies from the book of Isaiah, prophecies coming from out of the Psalms became alive in his heart. All of a sudden, I can imagine him thinking of the words of the prophet Isaiah in chapter 53, verse 5, where Isaiah says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. I'm trying to see the devoted Jew person that was Simon being transformed while he was seeing Jesus' sufferings, while he was seeing the wound that he has in his body, while he was seeing the exhaustion of Jesus physically happened, he started to realize that something great happened. The great prophet in King David declared that the Messiah's sufferings would rob him of all his strength. If you go in Psalm some. Uh, 22, that is a messianic psalm. David says in verse 15 and 16, My strength is dried up like a, a poster, and my tongue sticks to, to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death, for dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. He start to see alive. Those scriptures becoming true before his eyes. And then he was there. It's like you go and see a beautiful movie, a scenery that you would love to be part. And all of a sudden, from being a spectator, you become an actor of the movie. This happened to Simon. From being a spectator, he becomes an actor in the real time that the movie is projected. So something happened. For Simon carrying the cross was discovering a pathway towards redemption. Simon had been touched by the blood of Jesus. The cross started a process that changed him and his family forever. Simon of Cyrene came to see the real meaning of that first Good Friday. He saw Jesus dying for him. For humankind. It is like a carrying the cross. That led Simon to a new life in Christ. And he brought a new direction in his life. Most likely Simon on the day of Pentecost. Was among the serene people. 
that were listening Peter preaching the gospel. And if you go in chapter 2 of Acts, you find that among the crowd, there were people from Cyrene. I believe that he was there. I believe that he spoke. I believe that he was touched by the message of Peter when he said, you killed the Son of God. You killed the Lamb of God. And I believe that Simon was touched in his heart and saying, yes, I helped to carry his cross. I was there. I saw his wounds. I saw his sufferings. I saw how he was enduring the cross for us. And he repented. He gave his life to Christ. Mark wrote his gospel to a congregation of believers who knew two very important people. In verse 21 of chapter 15, Mark is giving more details on this episode. He says, And they compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. Was Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. Later, Paul will write to the Romans and will mention Rufus. It means that he was a personality in the church that was well known. Those two kids received the message from the father. Most likely Simon, the cross bearer, thought to talk about what he was experienced in his home. And I'm telling you something, the testimony that we'll have the gospel of Jesus Christ will become so real when we have experienced the carrying on the cross of Jesus Christ. Until we know Jesus only in an intellectual way, it will never have experience something that will allow us to carry the cross. Our testimony will not be effective. So when we are standing with Jesus and carrying his cross, we should be grateful to God. Because it will allow us to know him better, to know him and to be transformed in the way that he wants us to be. That experience changed definitively the life of Simon. How many times we prefer not endure and take up our cross? How many times we are even ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? And again, I want to be clear on that. When we say we carry the cross because we have a sickness, yes, it's a good way to say it. But this is not what the gospel means. Carrying the cross means embracing the message of the gospel. That is, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ means that in fact that he came to save us through giving his own life. And standing and bearing the cross is something that is not just for people that are going under trials. Jesus says very clearly in more than one passage that if we want to be his own disciples... We must deny ourselves, pick up the cross, and bear it. It means that we have to decline our own presumptions or assumptions and taking on us the righteousness of Jesus Christ. This is what happened to Simon. He realized that as a devout Jew, he cannot be saved. That even his dreams planned maybe for years to go in Jerusalem and celebrate the Passover, didn't happen. He must have an encounter with Jesus. So our intellectual desire to serve God without a transformation that comes from denying ourselves 
and embracing the cross of Jesus Christ will not bear fruit in our lives. Let me do some final application here, this message. Let's always trust God and let him decide the heaviness of our cross. I confess before you, I would rather carry the light ones. And many times, it's very difficult for us. As I said, during a sickness or a trial, standing for the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's very difficult when things are not going towards what we planned. To say, Lord, doesn't matter what is my circumstance, I trust you. I'm standing, I'm carrying your cross, the salvation that you give it to me. We prefer to have a light cross on us. And this is what those who believe in prosperity gospel are teaching. Light crosses to bear. But let me tell you something. Light crosses doesn't change life. Doesn't bring transformation. Doesn't bring your soul and your spirit to be shaped and to model to the image of Jesus Christ. Simon, only when it was an intimacy relationship with Jesus, changed and started to see the scriptures in a different way. And you will see things in the scriptures coming to you in a very 3D way, in a very real way, only when you are going to bury heavy crosses. Because through that, our pride is reduced. Through that, we understand that without Christ, we are nothing. And I'm encouraging you, brothers and sisters, when you see somebody suffering in pain and trials, Respect the pain. Every pain, every trial is unique. But again, as I said, as much there is no fun, it can be and become a means of grace that may lead you, may lead me to a deeper life in Christ. This is what the founder of Christian Mission Alliance discovered, A.B. Simpson. The concept of being in contact with Jesus brought him to experience a deeper life with Christ, a deeper connection with Christ, a deeper hope in the grace of Jesus, a deeper relying action towards the power of the Holy Spirit. We will not pass over bearing the cross. The point is when we will bear the cross, because trials and tribulation will happen to all of us. Storms will come in our lives. How we will manage those storms. We'll rely on the sufferings of the dying Messiah. And say, Lord, be gracious to me. Thank you for the privilege that I have to go through this. This will be done for my benefit. This will be done so I may change my ways. And come close to you. Let's avoid passing up opportunities to carry the cross. Sometimes we say, Lord, I'm too busy. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to endure it. And above all, it's not my job to carry the cross of Jesus. I didn't sign this contract when I came to church. I didn't sign this contract when I became a Christian and given public testimony of being baptized in water. I didn't sign the contract to, to bear the cross. But the reality is that Jesus asked us, to carry the cross. And when you feel that you are not able to carry the cross, remember, 
the same Jesus will give you the strength to carry the cross. I can tell you my own life, in my own family, situations where it was very difficult to carry the cross and to be faithful to Jesus. But also I can say to you that in those moments, and I know that I'm not alone. If I look at your faces here, I know some of the stories that you bear with you. I know that God helped you. I know that God showed his faithfulness just at the moment where you were feeling exhausted, not able to endure. God boosts your energy and give you hope, give you strength. He carry you through that trial and tribulation just because you stand beside him. It's so amazing. And if I look at the Bible, I will see something very interesting here in the passage of Luke when we read the text in chapter 23, verse 6, we find that Jesus was ahead of Simon. He was not behind Simon. Simon was behind Jesus. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? That if we want to bear the cross, the Avis cross, we must follow Jesus. You see, Jesus is not something that I give you a cross to bear and it disappears. You see, Jesus doesn't work in this way. He will stand with us. He will walk ahead of you. And say, just put your steps where I am. Come, follow me. You see, I'm exhausted, but I'll endure it. And if I endure it, you will do it too. We are victorious in him. That as we bear the cross, we find strength that comes from the Lord. To bear the weight and to make the weight less heavy for Simon. It was supposed to be close to Jesus. If it was detaching from the body of Jesus, the wood would have been more on his side. And many times, if we are not close to Jesus, bearing the cross will become heavier. More we are close to him and willing to follow him, lighter will become the burden. Jesus will bless us far more that we can ever bless him. Anyone who carries the cross of Jesus cannot remain unchanged. This morning, as we depart from each other, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to carry the cross of Jesus Christ. Take up your cross. Lift it high so that your family, friends, co-workers could see that you are cross-bearer. Lift up the cross of Jesus Christ. Let the cross be an emblem of victory and not of sufferings. Let the cross, the message of the cross, change the people around us. Because if we endure like Simon endured, and above all, like Jesus endured, the cross will become a means of grace to those who are walking around us. Later on, the Apostle Paul stands with Simon of Cyrene and admonishes us never to be afraid to lift up the cross of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23. But you can read all the passage from 22-25. The passage says very clear. But we preach Christ crucified. And this morning, as we depart from each other, Let's pick up our cross. Let's bear a cross. Amen.
Can we all stand, please?